it's time for Larry Knows Balls. My guests tonight, he is the Iowan assassin, the Hawkeye, John Follow Through Blue. From the plains of Texas, country music sensation, Frankie Dip. Wang. And I'm your host, Larry the Elf. p.m. 2022, we are on the day that the conference champions, the, no, the finals, the NBA finals are beginning tonight. Uh, And before we get into that, we're going to talk a little bit about what went on in the conference finals, because as many people who listen to the show and who listen to every episode know... Um, I am a fan of Frank Nilakina, and I, di- I didn't want to talk about him. I was thinking, you know, the fans have heard enough. They want to talk about what's what's going on in the teams that are still in there. But then my friend Frankie Dip, formerly known as Frankie Smokes, jazz jazz musician from New York, now Frankie Dip, country musician from Texas, called me up and he says, "I got to talk about Frank Nilakina." Um, so Frankie, how do you think? The other Frank did in the playoffs. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think that he did very honorably, uh, considering the old gunslingers he was going up against. That's very true, and it's always it's always honorable to go down shooting, I guess, against gunslingers. Um, but he did perform honorably. You know, he was he's not a star. Nobody thinks he's a star except me. Um, but he became, by the end of the playoffs, he was the eighth man in the rotation of Dallas, averaging 10 to 11 minutes a game. He struggled at times shooting. He didn't shoot much. He didn't take many shot attempts. But, but at the in the last game, he was two for five from three. So I think what he, he obviously needs to work on is just being more confident shooting. Uh, and just taking shots, but he his ball movement was good. Good amount of assists per thirty six, uh, and more importantly, great great defense, which is what he's known for. And he had, I think, the game of his life against Phoenix in, um, I think, game six. Yeah, it was game six where he had four steals uh, and really held Booker, both Booker and Paul, to just terrible offensive numbers, and. Um, yeah, he's a defensive specialist. That's always been his calling card, and I think he can improve on offensive enough where he's a useful player in this in this National Basketball Association. It made me very proud. Um, John, um, yeah, I, I, I imagine he will still be in the NBA next year. What is your take on that? 
I think so. I think he's proven enough. I mean, he's he's got the D part of three yeah. and D. Yeah. Right. And I think um, wing defenders this playoffs, you know, shown again, you got to yeah. have these guys. And if you can get a guy like, you know, Frankie for a discount, then, you know, you stash him on your bench and maybe there's a playoff series where you need him mm-hmm. or two. And then others where you don't and you didn't pay 20 million a year like you do for some guys. Like, I, or, or, I don't know what Mikhail Bridges' number is, but like, Mikhail Bridges is, you know, he's huge. That's a, yeah. that's a, that's a huge contract. But Frankie can be like, a, you know, a poor man's Mikhail Bridges, kind of. Yeah. He, I mean, can, he can come in and he, if he can do lockdown, he can be a lockdown defender. Um, I think he'll, I think he'll last in the league. I yeah. really do. I, I think there's no question that Dallas is going to pick up, is going to fully guarantee his contract for next year, where maybe it was up in the year before, but I'll fully guarantee that. Um, and, you know, maybe they package him into a deal. Do you think, yeah, this is like too broad of a topic, but like, I think Dallas at some point is going to make a trade or do something. They got to get another star. Um and you know who, whatever contracts they have to piece together will be pieced together. So it's possible Frank goes out that way. Um, but yeah, I think Dallas, no question, has gained trust in him, and he'll be on that team next year. Um, yeah, I think I think he's a good fit there. Yeah, and I don't know for sure. I think a lot of it's going to depend on what happens with Jalen Brunson, mm-hmm. um, and whether they're going to pursue or what level of star they're going to pursue. Um, in addition to what they have there. If Jalen Brunson sticks around, I don't know. Like maybe they add a few things here and there and um and they're throw it back again. Maybe. Um yeah, it's I mean it was amazing how well they played when they just like you know, no no stars. I mean Brunson is is very good and he's gonna get paid this offseason. Um uh, I've seen this. Yeah. You know, probably between twenty yeah. and twenty-five million a year. Frankie, uh, I know you hang around. You hang around the Dallas locker room a lot. Do you have any insight if Brunson will be back? Um, I haven't heard a ton about him coming back, but no, te- no cat tears will be shed if he's gone for me. So mm-hmm. I hang out in the locker room, but I also hang out in the parking lot under the stadium because that's where Frankie. Mila Kina hands me a little sardine from his pocket. <laughs> and you know who's never had a sardine for me? Jalen Brunson. Even Luca has a little piece of filet in his pocket now <laughs> and then. But Jalen Brunson, already too big for the little musicians. What if he gets paid, though? Maybe he'll, like, have sardines for everybody. Oh, please. NBA salary, you can't afford a sardine <laughs> or even an anchovy, the poor man's sardine. Yeah, that's he could have at least ordered a pizza with anchovies on it and taken one anchovy off the pizza and just slipped it to you. Oh, an anchovy with a little bit of cheese and tomato. Dare yeah. I dream. <laughs> but not too much cheese, Frankie, because it's not good for you. Only like <laughs> only on your birthday. Only on my birthday, a little bit of cheese. It hurts my tummy, but it com- makes me helps me come up with new sad songs. 
<laughs> that's that's good. Yeah, but you're not a blues man anymore, or is do you still like? Or do you somehow mix blues with country? Oh, I I think they feed into each other, but it's not like cowboys have the easiest time. It's true. Do you have any? Do you have you been working on any sad cowboy songs recently? You know what? In fact, I have. Yeah, we'd love I to get a taste. 10 to 11 minutes every Mavericks game coming up with new songs. <laughs> wow. Here yeah. we go. Ready to an old gunslinger. He put a hole in my heart. It was a real stinger. And that was that was heartfelt. I, I kinda I wept a little. Me too. At <laughs> ten to eleven minutes during the Mavericks game. That's a so so it makes I guess now that it's uh the off season for the Mavs at least, does that mean you're not gonna be writing too much? Not too much. Frank Milakina is my muse. Oh, right. Right, 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 right. It's unfortunate that there's no FIBA tournament this summer. That is unfortunate. But more time to hang out in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, there's other stuff to do in the parking in your pocket. <laughs> you think he's going to do that during the summer? Like We can only hope. Yeah, I hope so, too. Um yeah, I'll, I'll I'll at him and tell him to hang out in the parking lot. <laughs> See how that goes. Oh, and I'll cat him. <laughs> well, what do you think of the job that Jason Kidd did this year? I know on previous you previously hinted that Jason Kidd is not a person, but twelve or eight cats in a suit. That's right. He was a very cohesive performance this year. I almost believed that was a person. Yeah, John, did you like his performance, cat or human? I, I, my favorite thing about Jason Kidd's performance um, was no one talked about him doing a good coaching job without saying he hired a really good staff. Mm -hmm. Like it always had to be qualified with like, oh, he got a Jason Kidd got a really good staff around him because I really think people still think he's a crap coach and don't like it. Right. It just seems like the um, media people and stuff, they're just still out on him. So the reason for his success is not that, okay, maybe he got a little bit better as a coach, but they're like, oh yeah, it's his staff. It's his staff. That is interesting. And, and I, especially during the playoffs, they started talking about like his main assistant, but I, these are, his staff was, were not coaches I had ever heard of before. I know. So I really feel like it's, I really feel like it's him. I think he got a lot better and obviously he was in charge. So I think he gets, you know, tons of credit no matter how good the staff is. Right. And even if they're great, like he obviously brought them in and he's the, he's the one tying it all together. So yeah, it's just funny how people seem to be reluctant to heap credit on him um, or he praise on him or whatever. Yeah. His demeanor was yeah. also really good. What were you going to say, Frank? 
Oh, I was going to say, he's going to have a hard time getting the media on his side until he can stop scratching people and drinking people's milks. And <laughs> I know there was an incident where he pooped in the bonsai garden at the Dallas Chronicle that didn't necessarily help things. Oh, and then he, and I heard about that, and he blamed Mark Jackson, too. Yes. And no one yeah. likes that. No one likes a coach who can't take responsibility. You pooped in the bonsai <laughs> garden. Just own up to it. Yeah, I can't believe he thought people were going to believe that Mark Jackson did that. <laughs> also, it's impressive yeah. that uh, that the Dallas Chronicle has a bonsai garden at their office. Yeah, very fancy. Very fancy. Texans love their journalism. <laughs> yep. They sure do. Um, so... Oh, yeah, I was going to say that Jason Kidd's demeanor, like, because he, in that book that came out about Giannis and that included some tidbits from his time when Jason Kidd was the coach there, talked about how, like, he kind of seemed like a hothead the way he would um, make them do extra practices early in the morning during the season and was on everybody's case. At least during games, he always looked very calm and... yeah. Uh, Whatever that means. So maybe he's he's found Zen in the bonsai garden. It all maybe that's probably what happens. Yeah. Funny how things work out like that. He's just looking for a little litter box and he actually <laughs> found inner peace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he was leaving something, but really he took something. That's life, isn't it? <laughs> it sure you think is. you're leaving a piece of fish? But you're taking a lifelong friendship with you. Yeah, I, I, I bet Frank Nilakina thinks like you know he's he's leaving a piece of sardine from his pocket in the parking lot, but really he's gaining a friend along the way. Yeah, I hope he's noticed. I've been leaving dead birds in the saddlebag <laughs> of his Vespa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I hope he knows he has a friend. I hope so. I can't believe he drives a Vespa to work every day. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's just, it's so hot out that unless <laughs> you want to blow out the AC on your car, you've got to get some <laughs> air exposure. It's very true. Yeah. If you, if you, if you drive in Texas, your car, your car is going to overheat very quickly in that heat. Well, speaking of coaching staffs, um, just a few hours ago, the Knicks hired Rick Brunson as an assistant coach. Rick Brunson, of course, the father of uh, Jalen Brunson. And the Knicks are always rumored to be eyeing Jalen Brunson. Um, does this uh, worry you, Frankie, that maybe Jalen is going to want to team up with his dad in New York? He can go. <laughs> He can go and maybe somewhere closer to the coast, he'll learn how to stick a fifth proper fish in his pocket. <laughs> That's true. There's a lot of stray cats in New York City, so maybe maybe he'll learn something. John, do you think uh, this means anything, Rick Brunson coming to New York? I think that's interesting. That is such like a, it's a, it's such a weird move for a pro team. That's what college teams do yeah. all the time, right? Like, and like uh, Oklahoma State I, with uh, Cade's brother. 
Oh yeah, and uh, well, Missouri hired uh, Michael Porter Jr.'s dad. I remember yeah, like yeah. it happens all the freaking time in college. I've never heard of it happening in the pros because, I mean, why don't the Knicks just outbid everybody? Well, he's not. Yeah, it, he. I mean, you're, you're saying because they can give, obviously, Dallas can match, right? No. So. Oh, that's yeah, because he was a second rounder. Right. So it's unrestricted. So it's unrestricted. Yeah. Though both teams, I mean, Dallas has some bird rights, but I think they're limited. Uh, you, Frankie, you probably love bird rights. But um, <laughs> my favorite kind of right. <laughs> In Texas, that's one of the only rights that matters. Um, so. They have bird rights and can, I think, offer Jalen Brunson up to like something like sixteen million a year, I think. Um, which he thinks he probably thinks he could get more. But Dallas can, you know, move some salary or dump some salary somewhere to make room, and then you know, kind of the way you might have to throw up a hairball to make room in your belly. And mm-hmm. um, the Knicks, they don't have cap space, but if Brunson decides he wants to go to New York and like Dallas thinks they might be able to, you know, do some salary dump trades and sign him to cap space, then, then Dallas might agree to some sort of sign in trade to get him to New York. So they get something in return. And okay. lose- so, so instead couldn't, couldn't Dallas like um, one up, one up them by like Mark Cuban agreeing to fund his dad's, startup or something <laughs> yeah they go oh, i don't have i don't have a spot for you in the coaching staff but come pitch me your idea yeah and i'll you know i'll buy an nft from you for like yeah, 20 million dollars buy all your nfts um wow yeah so i guess the- I, I, I think it's a weird move by the knicks but honestly i don't know how good a coach his dad is his right. dad might be the right fit yeah I, I supposedly there's already an existing relationship between tom thibodeau and rick brunson i think brunson Rick Brunson was an assistant in Minnesota under Thibodeau. So okay. it's not, so that, I mean, that was always kind of the one of the pieces that why the Knicks were always rumored to be after Jalen Brunson. Um, but yeah, the, the point is they, I guess they, they don't, they're not going to make these salary dumping trades unless Jalen decides he wants to go to New York. So it's not just about, they could outbid whoever. So J- Brunson, Jalen Brunson has to decide he wants to go to New York. I okay. I don't know if I would want to work with my dad, but you know maybe they have a good relationship. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, um, Frankie, I is is your friend Marcus around? I have a question for him about the Sacramento Kings. Um, yeah, we've gotten a dispute, so I stuffed him in my instrument bag for now, but I can pull him out if I have to. Okay, yeah. Okay. Hang on, just one second. Um, where is he? Ah. Uh, Marcus Gans. Uh, can I come out, please? <laughs> you need to come out, babe. Um, we have to shove you back in here again until you return that little piece of salmon you took from me. Sorry, I made that into a filet. You're never going to get back, Frankie. 
I mean, just get out there. Just come out. Hello, Larry. <laughs> hey, Marcus. I'm so sorry that uh, you were stuffed in an instrument bag. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, I was kind of, I'm doing a cross country road trip, meeting all the other guests from your podcast. Uh, uh, there's a misunderstanding over whose fish belong to who, and it's turned out pretty bad for me. Yeah. That, uh, you don't want to take, you don't want to take fish. You want to leave fish. That's what I've learned. That's yeah. what I've learned, but it is okay to, you don't want to take a bird either. You want to leave it in a saddlebag. Right. Right. <laughs> You're learning a lot on this road trip. It's very educational. Okay. So the Sacramento, since we've last talked, Sacramento Kings have the fourth pick in the draft. Yes. Um, assuming the top three is, assuming, let's say Sacramento keeps the pick. Yeah. And the top three is the top three of Chet, Jabari Smith, and Paulo Bancaro in some order. Do you, who, would you like to take at number four? I don't know. I, I mean, whoever it is will end up being the worst player left. That was like pretty, it's hard to like move up right to the point where like you can't get any of the three players you'd actually be excited about. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I kind of like Ivy, even though I don't think he fits great on the roster. Yeah. After you, you have a habit of drafting and then trading guards. Yeah. I mean, in that same with Bane, like, you know, I guess I'm not really excited about any of the front court players, which is what they need. Mm -hmm. But what about, uh, um, would you go for Shade and Sharp? I guess so. Um, I like have honestly haven't seen him play that much. Like well, nobody has. Like, still, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, I guess it's just sort of another lottery ticket thing. It would feel nice, like, to move up in the lottery and have like a more like ah, like these actually feels like a sure thing, and none of these guys are, I guess, that exciting to me. But mm -hmm. um. Hey, oh, the name's eluding me right now. Part of me kind of wants them to just jump up. Um, what's his face from Wisconsin? Oh, okay. Uh, Johnny, Johnny Davis. Yeah, Johnny Davis, just because I went to school there and like he's a fun player. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is like a lanky wing. He's a yeah. shooting guard, but like, and he sometimes is a ball handler, but could be a, he could play. I mean, he could play with the two guards that they have. Yeah. So, like, you know, talent-wise, probably not. If I was just sort of, like, picking the player I like best, probably him. Yeah. If he goes, he can't go fourth, though. Right. Like, no, absolutely he would, he would have to trade down. Okay. So, lots of rumors that, uh, one, that Sacramento is interested in trading the pick. Rumors that... Uh, Portland Trailblazers are interested in trading their pick at number seven. The Knicks mm. would like to, uh, are supposedly eyeing Jaden Ivey at number four. They have the eleventh pick. So a framework for a trade that I saw this morning is um, 
Okay, so the Knicks get the four pick and like salary dumps from the Kings to match salary, which would probably be like Rashawn Holmes and maybe someone else. No star players. Then they get the number four pick. Portland Portland gets Julius Randle and the Knicks number 11 pick. Um, you know, Portland, they're going to, it sounds like they're going to keep Dame. So they got to do right by Dame. <laughs> Getting Julius Randles may not be doing right by them, <laughs> by Dame, but it's a, it's a more win now kind of move. So they get 11. Sacramento then gets this, goes down to the seventh pick. Um, and they, so they would get the seven and for moving down, they would get the Knicks would throw in, um, Maybe the the Dallas twenty twenty three pick, and mm. or a protected pick of their own. Um, so, and like I think Josh Hart maybe too from Portland, was mm. was kind of part of that one of a possibility there. So, Marcus, would you be interested in? First of all, are you interested in Julius Randle? <laughs> uh. Not on that, not on the Kings. Yeah, no. it actually really doesn't make sense on the Kings because they have Sabonis no. and like Julius is not a good enough shooter to kind of complement no. Sabonis that way. But trading from four to seven and then maybe getting a future like top four protected first. From yeah, the- you know, I mean, we already like I already said I'm not that excited about what's around it for mm-hmm. for the Kings. Um, I would be sad to see Rashawn Holmes get sent off to the Knicks because he's number one, like really, you know, a limited player, but he really like played his ass off in a pretty hopeless situation. And also he's exactly the type of guy that Tom Thibodeau would annihilate within three years. Like he'd just be completely ah. burnt out. <laughs> yeah. So you're looking out for Holmes's knees. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Otherwise, yeah, I think getting rid of some excess salary and moving down a couple spots totally makes sense for them. Yeah, um, and I think at number seven, you could definitely get Johnny Davis. Yeah. It's probably like... Much better value, yeah. too. Uh, John, what do you think about that kind of framework for a deal? I, I, I actually love that. Yeah. Like, I feel like Portland's not... Portland has no hope. Right. They have no hope. I mean, I'm sorry, Dame. Dame has been a superstar. He's on the, you know, he's a smaller guard. He's on the downside. Um, he's on the wrong side of 31 or whatever now, right? And we don't know about this abdominal injury and how he's going to look coming back. So Julius Randle is the perfect guy for them. Because yeah. it's a guy you're like, oh, we got this guy. He's like, he's a, you know pretty good and had like a really good year and he's solid. And you could always kind of talk yourself into Julius Randall on your team when he's on another team. And then when he gets there, it's like, you're like, Oh yeah, fine. But um, I think, I think that's great. I think that would be, I think it's a win all around because Portland's not going to win with Julius Randall. Right. But then they can just keep drafting and the Kings are going to be back in the lottery next year. (laughs) So they can, you know, like no offense for any, but they're, um, they're not good. No. no yeah. No offense. They're there every year. 
Um, and so they get Johnny Davis, a, an adult, like by all accounts, <laughs> and someone who's going to be, I think, a, like a decent, um, I think that Johnny Davis be a good, a good pro. Like, I think he'll be a seventh man somewhere in there. I don't know if he'll be a starter on a really good team, but I think he, I think he'll have a pro career. Um, I think it's good value. Yeah. 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 I, I actually really like Johnny Davis. I just, I kind of hated that he was, you know, that he won Big Ten Player of the Year. I was a little, mm. little, you know, pissed about that. And of course, I hate Wisconsin. But he, um, yeah, I think, I think he'll be. I think that's, I think that's a win uh, yeah. all around. And I would love it if the Knicks got Ivy. I think that'd be yeah. great. I think I, I, I really like Ivy. Um, he's, he's. It, it would be interesting. I, I, I like the. I would like the aggressiveness of trading up like that. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. and you get rid of Julius Randle, so everybody's now on the same timetable. Yeah, I, I love it so much. Yeah. Make it happen. The only thing I like worries me a little is trading that future pick, um, but I, I'm okay well, with it. Tra- if you trade the Dallas one, the Dallas one's going to be If you trade the Dallas one, I, I'm, I'll like press but obviously press they all send. know it's worthless. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if, if the... Yeah, go ahead. What would you think if you were Dame and they're like, all right, Dame, we're like, we're offloading like Norm Powell and CJ McCollum, but we aren't tanking next year. We're bringing in Julius <laughs> Randle. <laughs> How would you think? I, I, he's he's going de- to demand a trade, but he's like slow rolling it, right? Yeah. He's, he's trying to play like the civic superstar and, you know, I want to do everything. And I, tr- I tried to do everything. I didn't ask my way out, but clearly the organization wants to go in a different direction. It's it's perfect cover for Dame, and but perfect I, cover I, for I'm Portland, as you said. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, I think it, I think it works for everybody, yeah. and I think Dame. I just I don't want Dame on the back half of his career. I really, right. I think I think when he loses it, I think it's going to go off a cliff, and he's going to be and paying him forty five million dollars or whatever it's going to cost. I would not want to sign up for that. Yeah. And and it, and Portland's it's not like they're giving up that much. They're just moving from seven to eleven. Yeah. Um. And I think that's a winner. That yeah. is, I think that's such a winner. I love, I love it, it too. Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Come on. Um, call it in. Call it in. All right. Um. Thanks, Marcus. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk to Frankie now. Oh. Okay. You can get back in your <laughs> instrument bag. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> hey, Frankie. Uh, thank you. Thank you for um, keeping Marcus nearby. Okay. Yeah. He's going to be my my new assistant. He'll bang a symbol together for me. <laughs> the staple of every country song. I see. I see. He just does the symbol clapping. Mm-hmm. Um, so question for both of you. How, how much... How... How big of hockey fans are you? Very little, John is. Yeah. I follow it, but I, I never watch it. Okay. Mm. How about you? I Frank? like when they throw the fish. <laughs> the octopus. The octopus. <laughs> yeah, okay. So it's it's definitely for The you. Red Wings, I think, do that. Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the Kraken should throw a Kraken if they could find one. Oh, we mm. could only hope that there's that much squid out there. Think how tasty a kraken would be. Mm. Mm, I'm thinking about it now. I'm imagining. <laughs> All right, so I let's we're gonna play. It's time to play. 
Name that team still left in the NHL playoffs that that hockey player plays for. Okay. Okay. So the way this goes, I'm going to name a hockey player and um, you, you'll alternate. And I'm, I've listed them in order of who I think you'll most likely know to least likely know. Mm-hmm. And uh, whoever gets three right first, it wins a prize. And you'll alternate. And this person who goes second, uh, the person or cat who goes second will have a chance to tie if the first, you know, player one wins. So, okay. Frankie, since you are, um, you haven't been on the show as much, you get to choose. Do you want to go first or second? Uh, second. All right. John, that means we start with you. Your player is Connor McDavid. Edmonton. All right. That's one. And just to review, the four teams left in the playoffs are the Edmonton Oilers, the Colorado Avalanche, the New York Rangers, and the Tampa Bay Lightning. So no matter what, you could always guess and you have a 25% chance. All right, Frankie. Your player is Igor Shosturkin. Mm, must be Tampa Bay. <laughs> no. Check again. Damn. All right. That's the, I knew that one too. That's the Rangers. Yeah. Ah. That's the goaltender well, for the I New York. Well, I moved away. That's true. I don't live in New York anymore. If the Dallas Stars were in the playoffs, you might be doing very well in this game. Mm-hmm. All right. John, you're up. Your player is Steven Stamkos. Uh, Avalanche. No. Oh, God. He's on the Ning, isn't he? He's on the Ning. Old, he's, he was there in 2004 when they won. All right. Frankie to tie. Your player is Andre Vasilevsky. Hmm. He knows that one, too. Hmm. I will say... The Rangers. No. <laughs> That's the Avalanche. No. He's what? The, he's the goal. Andre Vasilevsky is the goalie for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh man. Okay. I don't really know anything about hockey. Okay. Still one nothing. John. Your player is Leon Drysital. That's the Avalanche. No. <laughs> Leon Dreisaitl is the oh, other. Oh wait, no, he's the other, he's the Oilers guy. He's, he's the, the other, other superstar on the Oilers. Yep. All right, Frankie. Hmm. Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon plays on the Lightning. No, that's the Avalanche. That's the Avalanche, John. You're ah. if, if you had gone second, you'd be you'd be done. All right. John, your player, Victor Hedman. Um, just so you know, we've exhausted all the players I've ever heard of, <laughs> and I got half of those wrong. Yeah. Uh, so this is def- we're definitely in the twenty-five percent range here. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the Rangers. Oh, sorry. Playing the hometown. He is on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Ah, oh, the Ning, get me again. Yeah, he won the Conn Smythe two years ago. Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky won it last year. All right, Frankie. Mm. 
Mika Zabanajad. Oh. Obviously, uh, Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> Mika Zabanajad is the top scoring player for forward for the New York Rangers. John, Adam Fox. Sounds like a guy in Colorado. I'm going to go with the Avalanche. <laughs> I'm sorry. Adam Fox is a defenseman for the New York Rangers. God. Uh, Frankie, Nikita Kucherov. Nikita Kucherov? <laughs> Close. Nikita Kucherov. Sounds like a guy from Colorado. I'm going with the Avalanche. Uh, no, that, I think that one's the Ning. That is the Ning. Good job, Dang John. Idiot, the Ning. They're getting me every which way. All right, John. What team does Chris Kreider play for? Oh, um, I don't know. Edmonton. So he plays for the New York Rangers. <laughs> All right, we're just playing to one, right? Yeah, maybe, I I think I'm gonna call it at two. Um, Good. All right, you, luckily, you'll edit all these ones in the middle out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Frankie. Your yes. player is Artemi Panarin. Oh, obviously an Edmonton Oiler. <laughs> no, he is a New York Ranger. <laughs> I like that he's a Panarin, though. You know he hangs out a Panera bread. Oh, that's yeah. Like, that's someone who hangs out a Panera bread. <laughs> that's great. The bread man. Um, John, your player, Gabriel Landeskog. I'm going to go with Edmonton. Sorry, he is the captain of the Colorado Avalanche. God! All right, Frankie. Alexi Lafreniere. Mm, another Alexi, huh? <laughs> he must be on the Ning. No, he's not. He is on the New York Rangers. Oh my goodness. <laughs> We're gonna run out of players that I know about. Uh, John, John, your player is Kale McCarr. Okay. Sounds healthy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with Edmonton. Sorry, he's on okay. the Avalanche. God dang Kale it! Kale is on the Lanch. I don't know. Frankie. Nazem Kadri. Edmonton Oilers. No, he's also a Lancher. Colorado Avalanche. All right, John. Braden points. Braden points. All right, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the Oilers. Sorry, he's on the Ning. The Ning always gets ya, man. Apparently, people locally don't call them the Ning. That's so disappointing. Because a friend of mine's from Tampa, he, they call him the Bolts. He mm. hates when I call him the Ning. <laughs> but, <laughs> well. Maybe he doesn't really understand what it means. Um, Frank, your player is Mike Smith. 
Mike Smith sounds very <laughs> normal. It's a boring <laughs> like a name compared to all the other ones. Major League Baseball team. <laughs> well, that's obviously an Edmonton Oiler. That is correct. It is tied yes. one to one. Mike Smith is the goalie for the Oilers. Let's call. Let's call. Let's call it a tie. Should we call it a tie? One more round, otherwise it's a tie. Okay. Because I've got, I've only have two players left on my list. Ah, perfect. All right, John, your player is Darcy Kemper. Rangers. Don't, no, I'm sorry. Darcy Kemper is the goalie for the Lanch. All right, Frank. Frank, this is to win. Ooh. You might win this. Get it, Frank. Ryan. Nugent Hopkins. Uh, obviously a ranger. The Oilers. Yes! John, did you know that one? No, but it, I, it, I, I, no. You kind of saw it. You, you could I was kinda... like, yeah, all right, this is coming together. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you had, let's see, you got Connor McDavid correct. You maybe, you knew Shesterkin. I definitely knew Cistercian. Yeah, <laughs> when you hear it. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a tie. You both you get, both get to split a can of sardines. I'll mail it to you. I'll mail half Ooh. a can to both of you. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, that was uh, another edition of Name That Team Still Left in the Playoffs that that hockey player plays for. And with that, let's go to a sport that maybe both of you are more familiar with, and that's basketball since we've already talked mm. about it uh obviously tonight is the start of the nba finals the golden state warriors are the home team against the boston celtics john who you gotten in how many games god i've gone back and forth on this i've been thinking the celtics were going to win every round and picking against them because i hate them um and so i'm gonna reverse reverse jinx them mm -hmm. and i'm gonna pick them to win um i'm gonna pick them to win in six games mm -hmm. um but i think golden state could i think golden state could beat them yeah i really i really do and i know the public money's behind golden state and all this stuff but they're a public team but I think the Celtics are a better team. I think Celtics are better than Golden State, but um, they were better than the Heat and went to seven games. Yeah, and could have lost. Like, um, and they were better than the Bucks. Um, you know, minus their minus Middleton, they were definitely right. better than the Bucks minus Middleton. So, yeah, I think the I think Celtics are a better team, but I'm gonna um, but I'm gonna pick them this time when I think they're the better team. And hopefully that stops their run. So we say Celtics and six. Frankie, what's your pick? I am going to say Warriors and seven. Yeah. Why is that? Well, they live in the Bay with the beautiful seafood buffets to keep them nourished and strong. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, yeah. Far superior to East Coast Atlantic cod. Yeah, that Bay cod is some delicious cod. 
So Warriors and seven. Um, and for me, uh, I don't agree necessarily that Boston is the better team. Um, I think the Warriors have been playing really well. I know they like they looked a little sketchy in against Memphis, uh, but they seem to piece it together against Dallas. They were they definitely were superior against Dallas. They look like they're hitting on all cylinders. Um, Curry looks great. Obviously, is healthy. Clay Thompson even has started to look good. Um, got George, great play from Jordan Poole. Draymond playing with it's it's uh it's in Wiggins the Wiggins, Wiggins looking good on the I defensive mean, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot to like about them. There's mm-hmm. there absolutely is, and I really really hope they win. Yeah. So I'm going to take the Warriors. Four. Same four. Go, go out on a limb, Larry. I'm going to get, go bit, almost go out me. on that limb. I'm going to say Warriors in five. Woo! Yeah. I like it. They're going to win at home. Um, but, you know, the first, the games will be, cl- like, the first two, I think they're going to go up to nothing. Dallas is going to, oh, sorry, the Boston is going to win game three. We're going to be like thinking it's a series again. And a really close one, Golden State pulls it out in game four, and then goes home and wins it in five. I like it. It's my prediction. Um, Frankie, anything you'd like to plug before we get out of here? I would like to plug the Armory Comedy. You can find out about shows there at thearmorycomedy.com. And... Follow my new symbol servant, Marcus Haugen, on Goodreads. <laughs> yeah, follow him on Goodreads. He writes some great book reviews. Um, and he's a great, uh, and, and I hope his bio says symbol servant. Not simple servants. Symbol Not servant. Not simple. Symbol. There's nothing simple about playing the symbols. <laughs> not, not in your bands, your experimental country blues bands. Extremely demanding instrument. Actually, before we leave, do you have uh, a sample of a song that includes some symbols? But of course. (laughs) (laughs) Walking through the desert. Then it starts to rain. They formed a big old lake and I filled it with fish. <laughs> Definitely heard the symbols. I heard those symbols. And they, they I think were necessary. It wasn't just I agree. Like, yeah, it was a good mix. Good mix. Uh John, any plugs or things to say? <laughs> <laughs> no, not I mean Obviously, check out Armory Comedy. That's that's uh, that's the place to go. And then, just in general, uh, I don't know. I think it's uh, it seems like a dark time for a lot of folks. Um, so let's uh, let's be good to each other mm-hmm. out there. Just do what you can to be nice. If you're given the choice to be nice or be an asshole, just you know try being nice. Yeah. See how that goes. Some good advice. Good advice for everybody. As we learned on today's episode, it's better to leave a fish than to take a fish. Exactly. And I, of course, am at Larry the Athlete on all social media. 
I think I'm gonna start a LinkedIn account soon. Um, so you could connect with me for some business. Uh, but no matter what, you could follow Larry Knows Sports, the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. May all your dreams be hoop dreams, and may the rest of your days be days of thunder.